get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Joey Vitale, he's a blues analyst for 101 ESPN, and I owe him my sincere apologies. We were supposed to have Joey on at 11.30, and no surprise to anybody in our audience, I screwed up. I wrote him down for the wrong time. It's 100% my fault, and Joey, I sincerely apologize. You know what? The, the self-imploding just continues for you, PK. <laughs> Joey, Jeez. don't I'm listen to on my thumbs. Unbelievable. Joey, don't listen to him. About 30 minutes ago, I said, hey, we're supposed to have Joey on here. He's, no, no, let's see how long you'll wait for us. Oh, I mean, I knew it. I, don't I, knew out, it. I, di- I wasn't going to out him, but I didn't know he was going to come at you this way. So, you know. I, I knew it. I knew he'd do such a thing. <laughs> I've literally been sucking my thumb for the past three minutes and just licking my wounds. I, I thought you guys gassed me. He, he was like, Joey who? I'm going to big time this guy. <laughs> oh, 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 man, okay. Last time I call you Donald Trump. Got it. Oh, okay. Actually, maybe more often. So, Joey, last night I was reading on KMOV, and we'll get to hockey here in just a moment, but um, I saw a story about a Colorado man who survived a bear attack because he was walking down from his bedroom to his kitchen, and there was a bear in the kitchen just chilling there and he decided I got to get this bear out of my house if you were this man and you're in your house and the bear is there as you turn the corner what's your immediate reaction play dead you got to play dead you know and um yeah you got you got you got to play dead i actually read a survival book about all this guys and it basically said you know your best your best chances of survival per animal so uh, let's let's take a mountain lion or a puma for example if if you're you're jogging through utah you got a trail in colorado and you're kind of through the woods these doggone pumas i'm telling you they'll stalk you these cougars they they're up in uh, they're up in the trees and they they actually wait they just jump on your back yeah. before you know, you're, you're, it's too late. It's too late by the time they get you. So, but if you're ever confronted by a puma or a bobcat, uh, those are smaller cats. So in this book, I remember reading in high school, they say if you have a jacket on, unzip it, start waving your jacket at it, make lots of noise. Um, one thing, one thing you want to do too, show your teeth. Cause you know, in nature, when you show teeth like wolves, that means aggression. So when it's a smaller animal, do all those things. If it's a bear or it's a big animal, they say do the opposite. Do not show your teeth. Do not show your teeth. Do not make a lot of noise and do not look big. What you're supposed to do is just stop and just walk backwards, nice and slow. Just at the t- see how my voice is right here. This is how slow I'm walking backwards. Very this is your house. This is your house. This is no longer my house. This is your house, Big Mama Bear. And you do what you want to it. I'm going to get out of here alive, and then we'll deal with uh, uh, the insurance company. will get involved at one point. But, yeah, you play dead or walk away slowly. Yeah, see, Joey, I, I we're together 50% on this one, okay? You and I, I said, same as you, I'm just going to pause, take a look. Hey, big boy, how you doing? You know, then I'm going to slowly get out of there. But then I'm coming back with a fury. 
Like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> then I'm coming back with a fury. There's no like, the bear is not getting squatters' rights in my house. That's it. And you this know? may surprise you, Joey, but that is the bear's house now for me. It's his yeah. mortgage. It's his <laughs> it's his home. It's his couch. That is all his. I am no longer living in that house. But but you know what? To Riz's point, uh, to Riz's point. And he's got a great point here on this because my favorite movie of all time, you guys are not going to believe this. Have you guys ever seen the movie The Edge with Anthony Hopkins? No. Oh, yes. Yes, I have. Alec, Alec Baldwin, I'm telling you right now, Alec Baldwin, Anthony Hopkins, two guys that get lost in the wilderness and they're being stalked by this Kodiak bear in Alaska. And finally, Anthony Hopkins has just had enough. And he starts making this spear and he starts like basically poking this bear literally and, and they basically suck him into a trap. What he does is he, he, he's smart. And he's really smart in the movie. He uses the bear's weight against him. So at the ending of the movie, I'm just going to spoil it because it's pretty sweet. He basically crouches down into a hole, and he uses this big, like, 12-foot spear of a tree, and he carves a point on it, and he sticks it in the ground, and the bear comes on top and basically tries to land on him, and he spears himself right through the heart and kills himself. So to Jamie's point, I think you could probably do that, but you have to use the bear's weight against it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I got a couple of pieces of machinery, though, too, that um, that Smith & Wesson tell me that work really good. I mean, just to... Uh, yeah, you can do that, too. You know, I, and I don't want to harm the bear, but, you know, we clip an elbow or a kneecap here. I mean, you're Italian. You know, Joey. Listen, I'm all for that, Jamie. And, and I've always wanted to, like, kill a bear and then, like, and then, like, turn its nails into a necklace of, like, pride, and then, like, wear the hide in the middle of winter, like, dropping my kids off at school and, like, brag about this is the bear I killed. Wear the head oh, is a God. hat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. We're talking to blues analyst for 101 ESPN, Joey Vitale, also just advocate for learning about everything, as you can imagine, as he's saying that he read a book about how to survive different animals. Uh, fantastic. Joey, earlier today, we were talking about the news yesterday of the three coaches being announced as the finalists for the Coach of the Year Award. Uh, none of those coaches were named Craig Berube, and it certainly took the two of us by surprise. Do you think Berube deserved to at least be a finalist for Coach of the Year this year? Yes, I do. I do. I think he got snubbed a bit. Uh, it did grind my gears a little bit to think that you can win the Cup, have a short off season, and even after winning the championship, you still have a group that is going to be as hungry as the Blues were this past season, uh, enough to be on top of the West. So, I mean, from a points perspective, from, from an analytics perspective, there was really no reason why Craig Berube should be kept out of the mix uh, from this. Now, I'm not going to say that the three guys that were nominated with, with Vino, Tortorello, and Cassidy were undeserving of it. Certainly, they've made their case of why they were deserving for very different reasons, of course, as, as you look at Cassidy and Tortorella, for example. Uh, my thing is this, and, and this is the reason I truly believe why Craig Berube was kept out of this discussion, and it's probably why he's going to be kept out of this discussion in the future. And, and this may not be politically correct or whatever, but I'm just going to say it. Craig Berube is not a politician. You know, you look at Tortorella. He loves the microphone. He loves getting in front of things. Uh, he makes a lot of news waves. He, his comments are very dramatic at times. So he gets a lot of attention. Uh, Bruce Cassidy, a little bit less, but he's very articulate. He likes the microphone. He, he has things he wants to say. He wants to get out. And his, his message makes headlines, okay? Elaine Vino, maybe not as 
but he's kind of kind of like that as well. He has he has a relationship with the microphone. He has a relationship with the public. I really feel like this is what holds Craig Berube back. His messages, everything in the media is very simple. Uh, he gets off buses, guys. Uh, at these away trips in Chicago or Montreal, he just goes right in the hotel. I've been a part of Team Grizz. I'm sure you have as well. Where you get off these buses and coaches, head coaches, stop. They sign autographs. They take lots of pictures. That's all fine and well, but I'm telling you right now. Players in this league are very smart. They're smart because once they start seeing a head coach that is in it for themselves, the players will sniff that out very quickly, and then and then basically you lose the team because they're not going to play for a guy like that. So for Craig Berube, he's not a politician. He's not going to say a lot of fancy things. He's not going to get in front of things on social media. It's just not his style. Now, could he switch that? Could he become more of a Tortorella and become more vocal and say crazy things to the media? Well, he could, but again, it's not his style. And I think the most important thing for Craig Berube, if you were to ask him, is just a win. And his players care about the fact that he's a humble guy. Uh, It's not about him. Uh, Craig Berube has repeated it over and over. This is about the team. This is about the guys. And those are not just words. It is uh, how he lives his life and I think is how he coaches these Blues. Well, I love the way he approaches it. I think that uh, it speaks volumes, like you said, that the players see a guy who's in it for the team, not themselves. And all those other guys can get friendly with the microphone all they want. All I want Chief to do is to continue being friendly with winning. So, you know what? It almost plays into the whole Blues mystique in the last year of being, you know, left out to dry and nobody cares about them. And, well, that's all right. We'll just keep winning. And a guy that's a big part of that is Ryan O'Reilly. And now Ryan O'Reilly today announces a finalist, the Lady Bing Trophy. He's got some heavy competition, Joey. He's got Nathan McKinnon and Austin Matthews. How do you think he fares in that? And how is he different from those players? You know, I mean, for for, for Ryan O'Reilly, I mean, it's completely different fabric of a player in my mind. Uh, from a, a diverse uh, aspect and from a leadership aspect. I think the leadership thing is, is the biggest thing that stands out when you look at uh, the two candidates. From a hockey perspective, can he shoot like Austin Matthews? Absolutely not. Does he have the vision possibly Austin Matthews has? Probably not. Can he skate like Jason McKinnon? Probably not. He can't do a lot of the skill stuff. But his mind, his mind and his leadership and how he sees the ice is something that I think really separates Ryan O'Reilly um, from those two players. And, and I've had some from friends who've kind of gone through Colorado. Uh, as skilled as Nathan McKinnon is, uh, I think, I think there's still some growth there. I think players would admit that, players who have played alongside him. There is still some leadership growth that needs to happen with Nathan McKinnon. Um, you look at Austin Matthews, another very young product in the game. Uh, he's a young stud, good-looking guy. I mean, he's got all the tools, right? Uh, but there is, from a leadership standpoint, uh, there is certainly another level think for both of those guys so i think from 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 a completely mental standpoint i think it's one of those great things that uh, i'm really glad ryan o'reilly's weren't wearing a blue and yellow jersey final question as we're talking with joey vitale he's a blues analyst for 101 espn you can hear him each and every tuesday night at six o'clock on this week in hockey with curbs joey and alex and certainly when the blues are back we will officially hear him back on the broadcast with chris kerber as well Joey, you've been talking with a lot of these guys, I would imagine, as they have made their way back to St. Louis and now as they have officially begun training camp, I guess we're calling it 2.0, whatever we want to call it. How do you feel like things have gone thus far? Are they feeling a little bit more confident in what this is going to be moving forward? I think so. I think this is kind of that uh, the feel-out process is, is still underway. I think the first two days were were probably a lot for these guys. The Blues were off the ice yesterday, just off-ice workouts. I'm at Centene right now. And um, 
it's, it's great. You're seeing Robert Bortuzzo. He's on the ice for the first time. So it looks like he's uh, recovering very well because he's now on the ice as a defense, and he's partnering up with Justin Falk right now. Uh, I talked to Carl Gunnarsson a couple days ago on our Blues Weekly show, and he said the first couple days were a little weird. It, it was definitely interesting. Some guys were masked. Some guys don't want to get too close to each other. Uh, they're laughing it off. They're figuring it out. Uh, but there is, there is a feel-out process here. There is uh, something to be said about players just not going uh, to lunch from here. I mean, guys just go straight home. So that's a little bit different um, as well. So it, it is weird. You see guys up and down the hallways here. And uh, kids, I'm over here at uh, Centene, as I imagined, uh, just mentioned. Uh, there's a hockey camp, a great hockey camp, by the way. i got to make a little plug for Synergy Hockey Camp. My boy Riv Dog runs an incredible camp, but they're over here. They're over here at Centene, and you know they're seeing kind of blues players, and they want to get close, but they can't, and that's a hard thing as well. Um, but you know, aside from that, no, it's uh, it, it is coming along just fine. Um, but I did want to also say one thing about this camp here. Uh, I'm not just pump, pumping his, his tires or fluffing his feathers. There's a great camp here with Synergy. Jamie Rivers, you're doing a great job. My kids are absolutely loving it, and they weren't really into hockey until this week, but they came home the other day. They're loving hockey and. And this is great for the growth, and this is why I bring this up. For the growth of St. Louis hockey, i got, I got to say this, because when I was a kid, you know, we had to go to camps in Chicago and Detroit. I remember my summer vacations being uh, scheduled around Grand Rapids, Michigan, where we go for a week. I remember that one in Miami, Ohio University, where guys would go for a week. But it's so great. Parents should feel so great that there are so many awesome hockey schools just in our backyard now where you don't have to make those one, one-and-a-half-week travel trips for these youth kids in the amateur hockey. So it's great stuff, and it's great to see the growth in St. Louis hockey continue. Joey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that. Your kids have been awesome all week. And, yeah, you know, the kids are are developing really quickly here in St. Louis, and it's because of guys like you that, you know, paved the way for all these other kids to have a hope of one day maybe playing in the NHL or playing at a high level. So I really appreciate that. And, Joey, as always, man, we really appreciate you coming on. I'm sorry BK blew you off for a half hour, but – you know, BK, the worst. we're I'm working the worst. with BK, but we love you, Joey. Thanks so much. It's always great to chat with you guys. Uh, try to be on time next week, and uh, I will not uh, have any issues. Thanks, guys. 